We are ordinary people. We don't know which way to go. Hey, this is Sebastian Keller Williams Realty, Pasadena, California. And um, so that was my intro song. I don't know how to edit the intro songs into my podcast. And so therefore, I had to do it with an autopilot by myself that is so anyway I'm walking FICO here in the beautiful city of Azusa and this we're gonna call real estate while walking my dog FICO and so the point of this podcast is just gonna be about talking to you guys about my accounts in real estate a lot of the times it's gonna be advice some of the times it's gonna be about construction within real estate or it could be about flipping homes investing into rental property buying or selling a single family home uh, in this case I think I'm gonna choose a client we're working with right now this client's name is gonna be just first name Carlos and uh, him and his dad are in escrow right now a property on a property and um, so let me just tell you a little bit about how we met him how the escrow is going and what you can take away from this so uh, we were doing an open house in uh, in Los Angeles this was a uh, in a historic district and and um, for one of my friends Eric Vasquez and his brothers they purchased a house we they renovated the house because they're contractors and then I was helping them sell the house uh, we did some open houses at that house and we met a lot of buyers and one of the buyers was Carlos and his dad and this is a very unique story because uh, they came to me and they said uh, they wanted to work with me and their story is that they his dad won a million dollars on the lotto and you, you know you often don't don't hear a lot about this hey Fico what's going on you're messing up my podcast my friend um, so, so you don't you don't hear a lot about about people winning the lotto, and if they do, you never tend to be close to them. But in this case, they won a million dollars. This was about two years before I met them, two years ago. So this is almost four years ago today in 2020. And um, so they won a million dollars after taxes, and they had 700,000. And uh, when I met them two years after they won, they had actually added to to that. Uh, to that pot and so they had 750,000 because every penny they were getting they were saving the dad works uh, as a manager in four buildings in LA and so part of his payment is the uh, not having to pay rent and so there he's saving about 15 to 1700 dollars in rent and uh, I think also utilities so so he doesn't have a big uh, overhead and also they pay him a monthly stipend to take care he's a handyman for the for the buildings and so he takes care of that so they pay him I think fifteen hundred dollars a month plus free rent and so all that money his money his son's uh, salary also uh, was going straight to savings so they're in there were able to save, I think, a little over $50,000 at that time. So they had $750,000 to purchase a home. So what they did is they, they said that they put the money away 
and they wanted to just wait because they didn't want to just make a bad decision and they just put the money away and uh and now they were ready to purchase a house and they were starting to get into the market it went to 20 open houses and um and then i guess they met me and they liked they liked everything i had to say everything all the experience we have with construction flipping houses so i think they they were aiming to find a fixer upper to do that fast forward a year from then we kept in touch and um and fast forward a year or i guess i guess two years into 2020 and we started uh we got in touch again i called them they texted me and they said i think we're ready to, to buy a house and we found this house in la so they attempted to put an offer on that one they had about 20 offers then we saw another one in uh, downey again they had 15 offers everything over asking and even our cash offer with fifty thousand dollars over asking did not go through and we got beat out so in this case uh we found a property in pico rivera and they put an offer in i think the list price was five hundred and forty thousand, and the price went all the way up to 565 all cash uh no appraiser no loan contingency except for the inspection contingency and uh the inspections came back there's a lot of things that were happening with the property the owner did a lot of renovations without permits including the roof electrical electrical panel um, kitchen and other things also and um the foundation i think they did some work also that was not done up the code or not in a good way with whoever they used so uh it, it needs some renovations the appraisal came back at 540 and we're at 565. it doesn't matter when it comes to financing because in this case they're not getting a loan but uh it matters to their pocket and they don't want to overpay for a property although we did say no appraisal contingency because of the leverage and because of so many offers on the property but that's the way it went down so now uh, I, our strategy was to do the inspections do a termite do a bunch of inspections on the property and just uh and make sure that they were going to be able to fund the renovations for the property and the additions they wanted to do also this property has a converted garage without permits and uh, they also want to add about 500 square feet to the home that entails a lot and that's why we had to do a lot of inspections i have to guide them through the process and make sure that the city also allows for such renovations and additions and that's what we plan on doing so at this point we went back to them and we said let's reduce the price at 550 we're at 565 let's reduce the price at 550 because we believe that this property is worth a lot less actually but they do like the property they see they see the potential in the property and so they are willing to pay $10,000 over the appraised value because they have the means at this point to do so the realtor after after 4 days the listing agent came back to me and they went from 565 to 562 so they reduced the price by $3,000 where I called the listing agent and I told them that I wasn't expecting them to do so that I understand we were under contract for a certain price but after knowing everything with 
everything the property has to offer and the physical inspections that is only fair for the seller to agree to a reduction in price or credits that's what we are now and uh, and so we're negotiating that I asked them if they just wanted to cancel and at this point that's just a strategy also obviously and uh, well not obviously but when when you're in contract and when you're in escrow a lot of people get scared when they say Sebastian why are you negotiating that aggressively that why are you being that aggressive with the listing agent they're they're maybe gonna want to cancel and we really like the property that's what the buyer said to me and so then I said well look um, this is just a strategy just to let you know you have no reason to be scared because the first thing that's gonna happen if they do want to cancel is they're gonna put a notice to perform that means that if the seller puts a notice to perform that gives the buyer 24 hours to perform or not do anything. If the buyer doesn't do anything, then the seller can now put a cancellation on uh, document in place or just send us a cancellation of escrow. And that still is going to give us another 24 hours to respond to that. So I told them, there's no reason for you to be scared. There's no reason for you to think that they can do, just cancel on us. They cannot. And... Uh, a contract is bi- bilateral, meaning you need both both buyer and seller to be in agreement. And so they can ask for a notice to perform and they can ask for a cancellation, but the buyer has to agree to that. And so that gives us some time. So you could try to bluff them or you could try to negotiate a little bit harder and say, well, seller, you can cancel on us if you like. And if they do, then you can decide whether you want to cancel or continue with the with the property and close escrow. But if they don't, that tells you that at least there's some room for negotiations. And so that's the plan here. I think we're gonna go that route, and we're gonna we're gonna see whether they are with that. So a couple of things to learn from this, right? As the buyer, if I was on the selling side, I think I would do things differently, but. Being on the buyer's side, I have to I have to be on the buyer's side, have their best interests at heart. And um, so initially, when putting an offer on this property, you have to be aware of what you're looking at. And a lot of the times, there's work on the property that's not permitted. There's a garage that has been converted. And so this whole time, they haven't been blind about it. So I, I told them that if they wanted to get the garage permitted, they would, it would have to be an ADU, an accessory dwelling unit, and that entails a lot. You have to get drafting plans with an architect or a drafter for building. You have to go to the city and you have to get permits on that. They, the city has to make sure that everything is permitted up to code, including foundation, framing, insulation, plumbing, electrical, roof, etc. There could be a lot more stuff. But you first, you have to pay for a drafter. You have to pay for the permits with the city and the inspectors potentially going to come back and they're going to see assess the property and see if the work was done with permits the plumbing electrical has to be connected to the main property in such a way that is safe for this buyer and any new potential buyer in the future and then also the work in the main property the electrical the roof and everything done there has to be up the code including the foundation 
So all of those things, we went over those things. We went also went over cost, and uh, and so so we we're making sure that the pro the property is worth it. Number one, then number two, that we're assessing the property and the cost to to remediate or to fix the problem, and that they have enough funds afterwards to do so. So that's going to be my conversation with them today about what do you actually want to do to the property and how much funds do you have to do so because depending on that then they're either going to move forward or they're going to say no i want to get out of this escrow and find another property i'm pretty sure that they want to move forward because they do like the property and the lot size is pretty big so they can see themselves in there and the property is not that bad the main property is just it needs cosmetic uh, renovation so i think they like the property as, as is so make sure that when you're buying a property you do all your due diligence you do your inspections and you understand what those are and the cost to fix all of those things i think oftentimes most recently i've seen savvy investors and new buyers on uh, biggerpockets.com and there's a forum there and so now I'm reading some of the things that people put there and there's a particular buyer in Glendale, California where he's an escrow and he's asking a lot of those type of questions like uh, the property has uh, illegal additions the garage is converted and I don't know what to do and that's just simply because his realtor doesn't know how to navigate himself through permits the city and so on and there was even other realtors and other people other investors on the forum responding to that post and they were giving them wrong information and it was wrong not because the actual content of their answer was wrong but only because it didn't apply to that property maybe and they were saying that there was a pre-inspection and that the city was going to say a b and c and and there could be a pre-inspection but i think the the answer to that would have been or the suggestion would have been go to the city and ask the city if this particular property has a pre-inspection and so the pre-inspection is going to mean like in pasadena whenever you sell a property in pasadena a single family home usually Whenever you sell a single family home in Pasadena, there's a pre-inspection. And so you have to apply for the city to come in and inspect the property because they don't want to see illegal additions or conversions in the garage. And they inspect it to see that the property is safe. If it's not, let's just say that the garage has been converted into living space, then they're going to ask you to take it back to a garage, its original state. Or the buyer can take on that problem by signing off on it and then the buyer is going to pay to get that done that's up to the buyer and the seller and negotiations within them but you have to know that there's a pre-inspection so that way you don't get hit with something like that later on that could be around five thousand to fifteen thousand dollars depending on what it is maybe more even if you have to if you have to tear down um square footage that was added to the garage just the dumping of that the labor and the labor to do that in the in the and um and dumping all of that debris is going to be very expensive so be careful when you have all of those things in your property i think you have to work with someone that is savvy or at least someone that's resourceful and can get you that information 
So if you are thinking about buying a property in uh, Pasadena or surrounding cities and your property has illegal additions, has been renovated, you don't know where to go about it, you don't know if it's safe, then send me a message or go on Instagram. Uh, my handle is at fitrealtor underscore or you can send me an email also investingopp at gmail.com that's investingop as in paul p as in paul at gmail.com and you can reach uh, you can reach me there i don't know everything there is to know but i have a lot of resources i have a lot of people i can ask and i myself have a lot of experience as you can tell with construction additions permits flipping houses investing in, in properties buying and selling and um so that was just an account of our one of our current clients and this was real estate while walking my dog fico so i'll see you on the next well i guess we'll see each other not really see but you know what i mean we'll see each other on the next episode i'm gonna try to have my intro a little bit better but my outro is gonna be We don't know which way to go. Peace.